Hey, Dwayne, what do you know? Same old, same old. Same old, same old? Yeah. Yeah? It's just a grind. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so what's uh, what are we doing today? So we got uh, what do we always do? We always say thank you to people <laughs> who uh, who tune into us. Yeah. Uh, so thank what, you. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank everyone. Uh, I noticed our Twitter account is kind of pretty gr- is growing. I don't want to say rapidly, but because relative to other like celebrities, it's not that much. Yeah, but yeah. for us, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. So it's we're coming pretty up. close to six hundred. Yeah, so. a few shy, maybe eight, nine or eight shy of yeah. 600. So. so that's pretty awesome. So thank you Yes. for uh, spreading the word and uh, and just continuing to support us. A couple us. new patrons this uh, last week. Yes. Thank you thank, for that. Yeah, special thanks to the patrons uh-huh. for uh, monetarily <laughs> uh, supporting us coming yeah. out the pocket. So yeah. um, we definitely appreciate that. Puts the pressure on, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you know, we, you've heard it before. We uh, it helps support the show, so we don't have to uh, come out of our pocket. It supports all of the websites and right. hosting. So, and then, um, yeah, and we usually give a lot of it back, anyways, mm-hmm. in uh, in other forms. So, right. so, so thank you. Yeah, um, thanks for the emails, but there's not any kind of. Re- there's not really any readable ones we want, mm-hmm. like that to share. Um, you know, it's folks thanking us. We right. had one movie review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That was helping Good one us too. with yeah. Good review. Yeah. Oh, we went to see 1917. Yes, so we, did. we can talk about that. That's a pretty good was, film. It was. So, um, uh, thank you for that. So it aligns with the movie review email that we received. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, a guy from Australia. Yeah. Um, Gave us a review of that and uh, he's spot coming. On to, he's coming to the states, isn't he? Did he say? Yeah, he's coming for a uh, front, front a, range or Sioux, oh, Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls, the yeah. Sioux Empire. Yeah, <clears throat> he's going camp. to that camp. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so that's dedication. That is dedication. Huh? Come on. So, <laughs> wish we were going so we could meet him, but yeah. coming all the way from uh, down under, a long ways, a long <laughs> but, ways. That's yeah. good. That's great. That was good to hear. Yep. So, uh, um, www.rule11officials.com, correct. Uh, Rule11officials at gmail.com and at rule11officials are the handful of spots you can you can uh find us at. So, yeah, connect better. with us, send us a note. What are we doing today? Stuff. What we got going on today? <clears throat> we're gonna, we're gonna we talk. have another guest, yeah, yeah. we have a guest. Um, we're kind of guest heavy here at the beginning, but we're, yeah. we're loving it. So this is actually, getting... yeah. Had guest heavy, yeah, but you know they're all been all been good, and so yeah. um, this one he yeah. was our first guest ever, first ever, yeah. So uh, when, we're when, bringing him back when we were just learning. When we so just learning, learning yeah. Good. He he supported us and was yeah. like, yeah, I'm uh, gonna support that idea. So, yeah. uh, so this is Gary Reed. Yeah. He's a Pac-12 side judge, uh-huh. and he's the director and yeah. co-founder of the Tate Council Griffith. Football official camp. Amen. So, yep. Um, a talk change a in name. About that. Yeah, we'll talk about that soon. Yep. So yeah. So we thank him for coming. Yeah, back he on. was great. Yep. Um, let's see what else. <clears throat> let's see. No emails really to read. Yeah. How, how's your week been? You been okay? Uh, I'm trying to think back. Yeah, it's kind of been bo- a little bit boring because yeah. um, half the office is out. Oh yeah, hackathon. Doing hackathon. Yeah. 
and uh I am not Where they they're in Chicago, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I am uh I decided to stay. So only a handful of us are in the office and okay. so yeah, so it's been nice and quiet. Yeah. Kind of cool good. actually. Good, good. What about you? Yeah. You um, good. I mean yeah. I'm battling a little cold, but hey, you battling know, the cold, yes. And I'm I'm doing a, quite a bit better than some others out there in the world, so can't yep. Um but work hasn't been boring. So it's it's fine. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Yeah. No, things are well. Um, I can't complain. So okay, let's uh, let's wrap this baby up with the quote of the week, and quote then of... we will uh, roll on to Gary Reed. Yeah, this one is you sent me this one. I think maybe from uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it says this is the moment I accept the most challenging times will always be behind me and in front of me. Mm-hmm. So never gonna be go. easy. It's never going to be easy. Got to just Challenge. grind it yeah. out. Yep. But the great news is um, I think we're all undefeated at challenges because we're still here, right? right. So. <laughs> yeah. So far. Yeah. Yep. So far. So um, that's why that's I like to one. think of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, ready to get this started? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Here we go. The email rules exchange, it's all about your own personal knowledge. And it's all about testing yourself. Yeah. So, so back back on uh, my positioning, yeah. I'm about seven yards deep. Um, I stay more in the middle of the field. I may okay. shed a little um, off the goalpost because um, in my conference, they don't. If they kick it down the middle of the field, they did something wrong. And uh, in replay, you have to be more analytical, and we're looking for someone that can work through an analytical process and not and not make decisions based on what they think or what they feel but based on their understanding of the rules and what they actually see going through something and they're able to change it hopefully hopefully that gives them some inspiration that you know what hey i I can do that too uh tom quick uh, is one of my absolute dear friends uh he was my umpire uh, for a number of years he's an umpire in the sec and he always had a saying if you don't like your lot in life get better Like we mentioned in the uh, beginning of the show, we're going to have a guest today. One of the first, actually not the one first. of the first, the, the first. first, yeah, the first wonderful person that, that joined us uh, last in uh, two years ago. Two years ago. Yes. Gary exactly. Reed yep. is here to join us today and talk a little about all kinds of stuff. So yeah, Gary, how are you today? I'm great, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Um, just so delighted to see how far you guys have come since you first launched this, this, this effort. Well, it couldn't, yeah. it couldn't have started better without, uh, without you and many others like right. yourself to, to help this thing kind of go. So we, we, we really appreciate uh, people like you. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks. Um, we had, you know, we had this crazy idea. Yeah. You're crazy yeah. enough to follow us and, <laughs> and uh, come do this with us mm-hmm. and kind of kick this off when, um, you know, not everybody, felt you know like we can do this thing so um so definitely appreciate that and uh yeah thanks again so who who is Dwayne tell us who Gary Reed is who is Gary Reed if you didn't listen to season one (laughs) tell us Dwayne. yeah let's reintroduce him let's do that Gary Reed is a pack he's a pack 12 side judge yes um I think he just finished up his third year third season Okay. And uh, he's the director of the Tate Council Griffith 
football officials camp. And we'll uh, talk about both of those um, topics shortly. So, yeah, let's start with the camp because the, the first time you came on, it was kind of to introduce the camp. And um, at that time, it was just called Tate Council. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's called Tate Council Griffith. Unfortunately, in a way, right? Um, can you talk about the name change and, um, and why, why the, there was a name change or addition to the uh, name? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, Chris and I started uh, brainstorming this thing 14 years ago, and this mm-hmm. is our 14th uh, annual camp. And when we very started, when we very first started, is titled SNOA uh, Football Officials Camp, Southern Nevada Officials Association. Mm-hmm. And then we lost a guy named Terry Tate, who was a huge contributor to our area. So we changed it to honor his name. And his, <laughs> his bad luck would have it. Um, Vince Council was out on a morning jog training for the season nine months later, and he had a heart attack and passed. So that yeah. hence that designed the name Vince Council. Right. Um, excuse me, Tate Council, excuse me. <clears throat> and so we went running and gunning down the street and kind of everyone would just refer to Tate Council. That was just the name. And you just say those two words and everybody knew the camp was in Cedar City, Utah, and what you were referencing. Well, this past year, right before uh, camp, uh, we lost Chris. Chris was at a a party uh, with his family members and loved ones for his daughter who was graduating from UNLV on a closed session. So it was a Sunday and they arranged for a certain amount of students to walk across the stage on Monday to be honored with their degree. As Chris, uh, we lost him that day. It was Mm. a very, very, very sad, shocking day. I talked to him earlier that day, Mm. and about three hours later, I got a phone call, and I just was in complete disbelief, right? And so go to the hospital, his loved ones are there, his, his wife, all of his immediate family, like I said, he was surrounded by immediate family in this tragic incident. And so a few days passed and we we're all just trying to figure out what to do next. Chris is a huge contributor to, to Southern Nevada. Yeah. High school football, UNLV, uh, take console, girls flag football, anything football related. Yeah. If you had a football question in Southern Nevada, all roads pointed to Chris Griffith. Mm-hmm. And his wife cornered me about four days after when we all kind of collected our thoughts and said, hey, listen, under no circumstances do you not do camp. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her like, are you kidding me right now? Because <laughs> obviously that's the heartbeat of this thing, right? And so right. Um, no pressure. It's like, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> And so we just started pounding it away, and, and, and luckily for, for 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 us, Chris and I had quite a rhythm in reference to getting all the logistics squared away. He had ordered all the stuff and had the website up and running. I mean, we were we were rolling, but he still was just you know how important he is. You guys both know Chris. You've seen him. You've seen him at work. You've seen how hard he works at it. And so um, immediately. We thought just to get through this, and I'm saying to myself, for my own self-conscious, just get through the, the, the camp. His wife was able to come up, address the group, was there at registration, check in, helped out, helped out, and was part of the process. So all these years, right? Mm-hmm. She's given her husband up for the for the for the camp, never attended, 
But she said to me, that energy and excitement, whenever camp season would roll around, he would just run in the house and say, honey, look at this. What do you think about ordering this? What about this color? What about this item? What about that giveaway? Mm -hmm. I mean, she was always holding it down from behind the scenes, but never attended, right? And so right. she was able to come up, but she said the energy, whenever camp would come up, he would just light up and was so excited. Mm -hmm. So anybody close to Chris knew uh, how much it, this the camp meant to him. Right. So we got through it, closed the books out. Yeah. Uh, as luck would have it, you know, this man is just, you know how you, so, some people, you, you think you know them, and then, you know, everybody handles death differently, right? Right. And so this man was just more impressive in his passing than he was living, because everything I thought he was, he was that and then some. Hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, this dude just yeah. crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. Not a penny was missing, not a nothing was not unaccounted for in reference to what we were doing. Hmm. And this has been our labor of love for 14 years. Chris and I have never taken a salary from the time we had been at this thing, right? right. So, right. <laughs> again, I just cannot say enough about the man. And he's kind of made me, you know, challenge me to be a better human being myself. So when, when my day comes that people will say, wow, this dude was on the up and up and just straight legit. So uh, now the, the name is uh, TCG, Tate Council Griffith 2020. Uh, this okay. will be the 14th season and will be our ninth year down in uh, Southern Utah University. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can, can you share a little bit, a little bit about Chris? Like what, what was this perfect? I mean, anything that you'd like to share besides, I mean, you, you said a lot about, you know, he it was more, he, you know, you learned more about him as his passing, but you know, what else can you share with people about Chris that maybe not know him as well as you, as, as some others did? Chris was like, man, he's from the old school. He was, a, believe it or not, he was in sales, but he just was a straight up genuine person, right? Mm -hmm. Some people associate sales guys with, you know, <laughs> yeah. people that are trying to get over on. He would right. give you shit off his back and would even, you know, give you more, you know, yeah. you know the classic, you know, <clears throat> under promise and over deliver, right? So uh -huh. his, his original profession was he was Toshiba. That's where he ran the company here. Okay. He created his own, built his own enterprise and sold it. Right. And then uh, Toshiba hired him back. Right. So a business he created and the accounts he built up to, you know, a very <laughs> lucrative uh, business. Then you wind up selling it to Toshiba. So he was the general manager for Toshiba. He has three girls. He's married to his wife, Bennett. Right. Okay. And he has a, a, a grandson and then now a grandson on the way as well. Uh, so one and the other. And I have a funny feeling that Chris, uh, yeah. the legacy will continue. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah, it'll be a bit, it's going to be a little boy. And so uh, in a professional setting, he worked in sales. Yeah. But he loved sports. He loved hip-hop. He loved to socially have a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris was always wanting to have the room light, telling jokes, and this mm -hmm. fun-loving guy. So that that's CG uh, at his finest. Right yeah. Right yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I remember when I first met Chris. I mean, he's one of those guys that would uh, – welcome you with open arms so you know coming up coming down there from the northwest not knowing a ton of people mm -hmm. um you know it just made you feel welcome so uh so yeah yeah tough loss yeah tough loss sorry for uh yeah uh, you know for for your loss but the name the is gonna live on obviously yeah, right the name it's will gonna, live on it's always gonna live on so no doubt 
So with that, we want to talk a little quick over. Let's take yeah. a little quick overview overview of um, the camp and anything new that's that's going to happen this year for uh, Tate Council Griffith. You know, it's funny, Tyler. I went back because uh, <laughs> I was able to listen to Dean Blandino last week, <laughs> and I said to myself, "My goodness, Rule Eleven is on a whole other planet now." <laughs> so I was able to kind of go back and listen to the very, very first episode we did together. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I kind of just. All of us, right? It's just right. Yeah. Blaze. <clears throat> but I mentioned in there we were going to do instant replay because that was something that Chris was big on. He wanted yeah. to launch, but unfortunately, we weren't able to get it off the ground. But essentially, uh, we, you know, we, it's good, we, the thing we're focusing on is just staying true to what we are. We uh-huh. have a lot of snaps, right? right. Uh, the yep. cost will stay the same. The clinicians will be the same in reference to giving you the best of the best. We're trying to find division one officials to be clinicians because that's what the goal is for most, most most guys attending camp. Mm -hmm. And so then um, we'll figure out what works. So I'll get around a little bit, ask some more questions, poke my nose around, find out what I need to do to Mm -hmm. make it, you know, better than I did last year. Sure. That makes sense. Sure. Sure. Gotcha. And so um, just real quick, the camp, um, How many days does it run? So it's three days. Three days, okay. Yeah, we get in on Monday. The kids are there. And then Tuesday morning, we start with two days. So we go Tuesday morning, Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening, and Thursday is a goal line challenge. And then we're done Mm -hmm. right around lunchtime on Thursday. Gotcha, gotcha. And just to remind folks, (laughs) the, uh, the camp fee includes lodging. Yes. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, because uh, a lot of them um, across the country do not. And just so, got to get there. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. Right. Yeah, um, so and, uh, that's something I've kind of been kicking. You know, we've been all the committee. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is that intimacy to be able to just talk football with guys and gals about the game. And I think when we start having four or five different rooms, four or five different locations of people on their own, mm-hmm. we lose that. Right. Right. Yeah, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that's, um, I think Tyler and I agree that's what ma- kind of uh, makes this camp a little bit special, yeah. or that's what's special about this it's camp. It's intimate. Yeah, could you talk a little bit more about the intimacy? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So when we get off the field, we have there's there's there's, down, there's some downtime. Your legs are sore because you worked a bunch of snaps standing around all day. Mm-hmm. We're able to go back to the to the uh, student housing area or we in the dorms essentially or apartments and hang out, you know, uh, pull up our sleeves and just talk mm-hmm. about whatever it is, preseason goals, uh, tough plays during the game. What do you do after the season? How do you prepare? How do you study mm-hmm. life? What are your hobbies? What are you into? What, what makes you tick? Cause mm-hmm. there's all different walks of life, all different career fields in this application when we all sacrifice. Right. So it's just an opportunity to just, get on the on level to just talk football with people that you aspire to be like people that are on the same level as you and people that may even be behind you in reference to they're watching you learning as you're there at camp. And so that, that is the thing I think is just uh, golden. And so right, right. we're just able to have break bread, have food and, and talk and just socialize and communicate. Okay. And I think everybody on staff, so we don't, we try to keep any staff persons that we know that are not there to give back and to be a part of it. We don't want, you know, people coming with their own agendas and not, you know, working the snaps and then going back to their room and vice versa. So right. just a big uh, family family, family environment. 
What are, so did so do the crew because you guys work in crews, right? Together, sure. right? Okay, so uh, when, once those are all kind of established, do they try and room together, and and or is that kind of up to the camp? How does that work? How who how do you guys place <laughs> the the people in the in the dorms? Great question. So as luck would have it, the six to a room and the seven person mechanics. So there's always one <laughs> man out of yeah, here. So sometimes we'll just, when people make a request, we'll accommodate uh, sure. always, right? Because that's sure. just the way it needs to be. And then there's just an, it's an odd number or even number, if you will. Right. Six in the room, seven in right. the group, seven in the group. Right, right. Yeah. But I mean, regardless, I mean, still, even if if you want to have a little downtime with your crew, yeah, I mean, most of the crew is, is staying in the dorm room, and you can you can hang out and you know maybe pregame for the next day and see how you can up your game. So there's, I just I thought it was really unique um, of, of how everybody can just kind of hang out together or simply be as a crew um, for for an hour. Um, but it was it was a great. It was a great scene. I mean, especially yeah. the night that you guys do all the cooking. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you hopefully we'll talk about that a little bit, but that was, um, that was fun to really kind of reach out and network and meet some people that you haven't met and, and kind of broaden your, broaden your knowledge of, of other folks around the mm -hmm. West coast. And uh, so yep. I thought that was really great. Yeah. So, so um, what would you say, um, just regarding the camp, what level of official does your camp kind of cater to? Is it? Um, yeah, I would say beginner to intermediate, right? Okay. So the whole concept is to be able to have you. It's like you know playing ball when you very first started, and this introduction at its finest. We want you to get out there, get your uniform right, and you know before you even know you're really good at it, still have that fun part of it, right? We don't right. take away the fun because what what, what some Officials don't realize the higher you go up, the more scrutiny and the more pressure there that there is. Mm -hmm. So when you start moving on up to you know FCF level and you know some D two ball, the pressure's on and the yeah. numbers are getting tight and the spots get tighter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with us, we want you to come in. We want you to just let, you know let it all hang out, be yourself, have fun. We're gonna coach you up, mm -hmm. teach you you know the latest trends and what's going on on the field. And then, you know, after you've kind of made those strides, then you can start saying, you know what, I'm, I'm, I think I'm really, really going to go after this thing, and I, I want to go to the, to the next round. I want to move up to a more uh, of an audition type of camp, if you will. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so for us, we want you to come in. Uh, there are some people that are ready to go. Don't, by no means, uh, there are some folks that take counsel that come for many reasons that are ready to work power five football. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, Joe Austin from Conference USA uh, sent me an email probably two years ago and said, when he very first came and said, hey, you have some, some talent at your camp, and I really enjoyed the talent pool. Uh, and I didn't know what to expect of that, yeah. but I was like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because, you know, I got challenged when I when we very first invited a supervisor by Roscoe Meisenheimer. He's like, hey, you're going to have guys thinking they're going to get hired here. And I said, no, I'm not. I never once, nothing about camp says we're selling you to get hired. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do is keep our game great and put a great pool of officials out there so we can continue to give these kids the service they deserve. Right. right. <clears throat> and so whatever happens from that happens. Gotcha. So you, you mentioned, um, and, and I think I might know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you, uh, it's kind of, you know, beginner to intermediate, but we want to come and, 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 and suit up and have some fun. 
because yep. the levels go up, the pressure increases. Do you guys try and provide any pressure, just a little bit, just a touch, <laughs> um, to kind of you know create some of that um, as as some folks are are you know experiencing some of these for the first time? It, 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 what, what do you think about that? You guys yeah, that absolutely. So there there's things on the last few years within a day or two of camp, I've sent out in the request to have resumes done, right? There you go. Okay. Like, what? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. The resume? <laughs> I'm yeah. packing my bag and ready to go. What are you talking about? Yeah, and yeah. so that was, that was by design, right? right? And then when you get there, it can, I can say it's fun all I want, but the reality mm-hmm. is the coaches are right on top of you and there's not been a camp we've been involved with where the coaches have been very difficult at best, mm-hmm. almost challenging to the officials for us being there. So right. the, the, when the ball snapped, the fun is over, right? right. <laughs> the fun is the Working. fun is to, exactly it's work. Yeah. Uh, the kids are playing; they're competing. The coaches are getting after it. Um, it may seem like a camp initially, but I promise you, three or four snaps in, it is game on. And so mm-hmm. that that kind of takes a body of its own, if you will. So that the work part and the pressure is still there, yeah. and even some of the conditions that we've chosen, their style, their teaching style is challenging, and will push you to the limit, and you know. First, yeah. first day to your second day, there's different challenges as you take the snaps. Yeah. So it's still yeah. a lot of work, a lot of pressure going on. It's just <laughs> not to the point of, okay, this Power Five coordinator is looking at me, and yeah. there's two other yeah. guys that, and now he's got to make a decision. Right. Yeah. right. So speaking of uh, coordinators, yeah. do you still does uh, the camp still have the uh, supervisors panel uh, where <laughs> folks get to ask questions? Well, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too soon, but uh, Deion okay. Spinard kind of presented something to me that he wants to do this year to keep it fresh and to change it up. Okay. Uh, we will definitely have a supervisor there to be approached and ask questions, but what the, some of the panels have been uh, ex- exciting and some have been a dud because, you know, mm-hmm. some of them campers are just afraid to ask sure. tough questions. Right. Yeah. yeah. We will still have a platform for the, for the supervisors to be, you know, questioned and, and have a conversation with, but we are looking at some different ways to do it this year. Okay. So, um, so let's move on. Let's talk about you a little bit more. Okay. Um, so as I mentioned, you're a Pac-12 side judge, right? And uh, is this, your, you just finished your third year? Did I get that right? Okay. So um, and we've, when we had you on, you were in your, when we had you on before, that was your first year, like your re- right after your rookie season, maybe. And uh, so between then and now, kind of what are some of the things you, you've learned or um, some things that were maybe unexpected that you learned? Hmm. <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is the guys at this level are really, really good. <laughs> As you're working your way up, you guys can both attest, Tyler. I've seen you work back judge and referee. Same with you, Dwayne. Line of scrimmage and referee, different levels. There are times when you work the ball game and you, you feel like you may, do, may need to do more because the crew is lacking, right? Mm-hmm. So there may be a little overcompensation or trying too hard, if you will. The thing that I've learned from year one to now is my crew is a very dynamic group of individuals and they're all pros, right? Mm-hmm. They all yeah. know what they're doing. They're all really good at it and they all work really hard at the craft. And so year two, when I went in, I said, you know, I'm just going to focus on side judge stuff and still be a crew guy and help out. But I don't want to be to the point where I'm interfering with the other guys and allowing them to work. 
And I'll give you an example of that. What I mean by that okay. is a rookie year, we had a play, and I never will forget it. My, my field judge's name is Shane Stanley out of Boise, Idaho. We had a deep pass at Utah <clears throat> versus SC, and I'm not dropping any games on you, but I'm just giving you a No, record. that's fine. So it's a conference game late in the year. It's a deep pass, and he had a spot, and I got on the 0-2-0, and I said a spot, mm-hmm. right? I thought I had a better perspective of it. Mm-hmm. But when the game ended, I was able to look at it. I realized, no, he was dead right. I didn't even get involved. Right. So that's what I mean by yeah. just letting the pros be pros. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, yeah. because, uh, you know, we always hear the adage of, you know, you know, just focus, do your job. And, right. and it's always sometimes easier said than done sometimes. But um, I, I love that, um, that if we, you were cognizant of that mm-hmm. um, each year, that you can be the best side judge you could be. And then, you know, we, then we always hear about, you know, big picture official. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's, you know, that, that doesn't mean you're, you're fishing in everybody's other pond. It's just you're being, like you mentioned, a good crewmate when it needs to happen. Um, and I loved how you, you brought up that, that forward progress stuff because, um, I had an experience just like that this year. Yep. And, um, as, as a back judge, we have these long plays at times and, and we used to always th- talk about, you know, if you think you have a yard line, maybe get on the O2O and, and just mention it for a reference. It doesn't mean that, you know, you have to take that, but it's, it's a, uh, it's a suggestion. And, yep. and my short line of scrimmage visual didn't really take kindly of it, which is fine. And I, and the good learning point I had was it is because I had a good number, yeah. but I got the big yard line wrong. So I was off five yards. Yeah. Sure. And so I think, you know, you're right. Let, let me do my job. They get paid the big bucks <laughs> to get forward progress and, and, and he nailed it and I was off. So, um, I, I I'm glad you brought that up because I know I had the same experience and, um, we help where we can, but I'm going to defer to the people's jobs that are doing the job. And then if they look for help, then I'll find, I'll, I'll see what I can do to help. So that's a great point and, and something that I experienced as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great stuff. I mean, deep guys sharing stories, man. Yeah. Feel yeah. left out. Big bucks. All right. Over here, <laughs> you know, I get that for a progress spot. Hey, there's a question that everybody always wants to know when they go show up at camps and this is, you know, I don't know. If, oh, so, okay. Yeah. So is this the, how to get noticed? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just kind of going back to the camps real quick. Um, sure. So what, what are your thoughts on campers getting noticed? Right. Um, yeah. Just in general. Fair enough. So let me share because I think this is, this is probably the right time to do this. So in 2003, I went to my very first camp. And uh, Fresno with Kenny Rivera, right? Mm-hmm. And then in 05, I went to uh, Fresno twice, and then in 05, I went to Reno. In 2006, I went over to LA to Royce Cooley. And then 2009 is when I first went to Tom Beard for three times in a row. El Paso that same year, three times in a row. Harold Mitchell, I went to once in 2010, then to Arkansas. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Conference USA that same year in 2012. And then the video clinics became a big deal in uh, Colorado with CFO before they started doing sugar and they were in Colorado. And then as observer or off-field, excuse me, assassin in 2013. 
Mm-hmm. And then again, Compass USA. And then 2014, again, over the CFOS video clinic in Colorado. And at that time, I got hired by Harold Mitchell. So I went to Harold Mitchell's camp, uh-huh. both in 15 and 16, right? And so to answer your question, that very first camp in Fresno to the most to the last one when I walked in the room and Mr. Mitchell introduced me as being a new hire in the Pac-12, which was an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Yeah. You have to invest in yourself. You have to be able to uh, learn the craft. You're not going to, let me say this, everyone's journey is different. And so to go into one camp and have a, you know, LeBron James success story, 16 years old, and then all of a sudden you work in Power 5 in two years, that's not likely. You have to work at the craft. You have to put the time in. You have to learn the craft. And so to answer your question, Dwayne and Tyler, to be noticed, it's just a pro- you don't try it. You just It just happens. Mm-hmm. And I remember them just – and I know you guys have all heard this. When I first heard it, 2005 in Reno, that it factor, mm-hmm. I was scratching my head like, what is that exactly? And now I know exactly what it is because I had to go through the journey and process. And so when you see an official who's got all the it factors and it just stands out, they're not trying this. And they're not saying, hey, look at me, look at me. They're just good. And they put in the time. They, they put in the time and effort into the craft. Right. So that would be my answer to how to get noticed. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's kind of the, what I was looking for. Um, yeah. And I think you said it best. You said you don't really go and get noticed, right? Right you you have it or you don't you put the work in and it shows or or it doesn't or you know um so yeah great uh summation of that yes we'll get back to you again (laughs) since i skipped a step there hey what what do you do after a season you to like reflect or refresh and and kind of get refired what 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 things some things you do i officiate basketball okay pursuing i took seven years off because my kids were playing uh-huh. And I'm back on the court. And so that is very helpful. But as my wife or my fiance and I would say, there is no off season, right? right? There's no such thing. It is January to January. Mm-hmm. So with this new bowl stuff that's coming to the fold, it's a new wrinkle for me, Tyler. Yeah. But traditionally I would work the season and then close the year out whenever that last assignment was. Mm-hmm. And then get right back to work in reference to uh, trying to lean out and mm-hmm. study the rules. Gotcha. Those are the two, two, the two, the two staples. Gotcha. And so immediately, <clears throat> just as my, <laughs> and I know we'll probably talk about this a little later, but as my mentor, one of my mentors, Randy Campbell, would say, <laughs> you can eat an elephant one bite at a time, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. one of us, the three of us cannot sit down and eat one elephant by ourselves, but we sure could one bite at a time. Yeah. So that is the rule reference to studying bit by bit and just staying bit. sharp. Yeah. 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 And so then, a lot of yoga, a lot yeah. of uh, cross-referencing stuff, right? Riding a bike, anything I can do, uh, watching a play. You, you'd be surprised how much. I mean, I know you guys don't think I'm crazy, but I've seen you guys walking around the corner calling, throwing touchdown signals up, right? Because we, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. officiate anything, right? Sure. And so there's a lot of cross-referencing things that I use to keep me sharp and keep me interested in, 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 in what I'm after. Right. And so basketball is great for presentation okay. and just being able to take a call to the table and you have to, you know, the elephant in the room is a foul and you're calling travels. Like, no, 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 just keep it simple and call the obvious. Yeah. So those things definitely keep me 
on the on the cutting edge, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we chuckled at the <laughs> the uh just walking around and throwing up random signals or yeah, something like that. I guess my I question is are your palms out or palms in when you're <laughs> when you're I'm a palms in kind of guy always. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's my style. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's the uh that's go. a, it's gonna be the new question. Palms in, palms out for all our guests. That's all you gotta say. There's no other words other than that. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump to that next topic. You start yeah, that? so you mentioned mentors, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and so um just full disclosure, you're a mentor of mine and yes, uh have been since like day one, pretty much, when I was a candidate. And so um a, a, a division three candidate. Um, and so could you talk about like the importance of having a mentor? Yeah, 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 I can. I think one of the things I want to discuss is mentor and mentee relationships can be a little choppy, right? And so I'm very selective and if I'm going to invest the time with you, I definitely, I'm in it with you for the long haul, Dwayne. I'm not, and I said this to you before, because I've been on the other side where I felt like someone was trying to help me. Then all of a sudden, they just stopped helping for whatever reason, right? And I get it. Some people come in for a reason or a season or someone for a lifetime. But I consider myself to be a lifetime type of mentor and a mentee. I'm not going to just, oh, Randy Campbell, you helped me in the Pac-12 when I was a center judge on ODP list. And so now that I'm a side judge, have a good day, Randy Campbell. No, that's not how it works. Randy is still a good friend of mine and someone I talk football and basketball all the time with because he was there when I was a young pup. And he's carried, genuinely cared about me. Yeah. Right? yeah, and so I think the, it's something we should take very serious because to just leave someone hanging is not cool. And so right. to ask, yeah, to answer your question, um, I think the mentor part of it is very, very important. You got to have someone to bounce stuff off of and talk, talk life with. Right. Yeah, not just football. Yeah, <laughs> all kinds of topics. I'm assuming. Yeah, right. Um, so in your you got, got a oh, just I just want the follow up is, um, use the word care, yeah. and so so I get I think when you're looking for a mentor, yep, that's a big word, right? Find somebody that that that's caring, mm-hmm. and yep. cares about you as a person, and um, and then I think the rest of it kind of will take care of itself. So yeah. I I, did, I just didn't want to gloss over that that term. Yeah. So yeah. No. Yeah, and I think care, and just to say one more thing on that, and that goes all directions, right? I mean, that means tough love. That means yes, compassion. That, that's all of the above. So absolutely, you know what I mean. You, you, uh, when, when we get together, I'm going to tell you. You need to tell me the truth, and it's I'm going to be okay with it. And that, and that goes a long way to a relationship. Um, absolutely, because if a mentor is telling you all the positive, that's not a mentor. That's a cheerleader, right? Yeah, so it's and it's and it's okay to be a cheerleader, but then we also have yeah. to have the times, you know, when when the truth comes out too. Right, so. correct, right. correct, absolutely, love it. Yeah, so, in your opinion, how what's the right way to go about uh, obtaining a mentor? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think for you know, for me, what has worked for me, Tyler, is having mentors outside of my local area and mm, mentees. Okay. If that makes sense. Because you can get caught up in the minutia and all the gossip on the phone and the emails and the text threads and all that stuff. Sure. I just found that a little bit of distance has been super successful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne, you mind if I share? Yeah, please share. Yeah, so Dwayne and I have made a commitment to each other uh, once a week on the Sunday 
we get on the phone, we check in, right? And I think we've done a really, really good job, Dwayne. What do you say we're about 95, 98%? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, you get on me if I don't call, by the way, and uh, which is great, right? Um, and vice versa. So, um, so yeah. And so that that is that is good because you're dealing with your own local area and the challenges that could be that goes on in our respective groups. Sure. But I think it just breaks the monotony to just have someone outside that is going through something very similar to you, maybe, you know, an area code away. So what I mean by that is Dwayne and I and Randy and Kemmel and I are some, you know, those are folks that I spend a lot of time when I toss, you know, make an effort to, to communicate with often. And it's just been super successful for me. That's really good. And so, and just, just to get like super into the weeds, like, Finding a mentor, like if if I if I find somebody that I think could uh, be a mentor for me, yep. Is it as simple as just asking that person to be your mentor? I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. It is at this level. In reference to where we are as grown adults, it's just that simple. It's say, hey, Tyler, uh, I, you know, I've I've never done this before, but I, I would like you to be my mentor. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's responsibility to me as a man is to say, you know what. I appreciate that, but right now it just doesn't work for my life. I can't commit the time and energy that, that you're going to need. Right. We can we can talk, we can hang out, we can do stuff versus, you know, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're past that. We're all adults. And so we just, you know, we're men, of our, men or women of our word and we just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good <clears throat> that you have to be honest, right? And I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's okay to say no. And it's not even saying no. It's just like, I can't commit. I can't fully commit. To what right. your needs are, there's right. nothing wrong with that. But don't like quit and give up. You know, there's right. millions of people, hundreds of people. Yeah. Say millions. yeah, there's thousands of people out there that can do this this type of job uh, as a mentor mentee relationship. Um, but it also has to be, you know, you got to be full in, hundred percent, because we're cheating each other if we're not. I think. Yeah, and. Um, that's a good segue f- for the next uh, question, which is around the mentee's role in this relationship. So, cause it's not a one way street, right? I don't just get to ask you to be my mentor Correct. and then the do mentor nothing. just do, do all the work. Yeah. yeah. I just right. show up and get all the knowledge or something like that. Right. <laughs> right. right. <clears throat> so let me share a little bit of uh, the mentee. When I, my, can I share my mentee side with Randy? Is that yes. okay? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, Several years ago before, when I got into the Pac-12 OVP, um, Mr. Coleman had kind of given us all our slots. And so at that time, it was essentially one or two of these positions. And we went to the annual clinic, and that day he said, you know, Gary Reed doesn't know this yet. He's a side judge, but I'm moving to the center judge, and his mentor will be Randy Campbell. And we're like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so all the Pac-12 staff kind of put in the hat, you know, they were willing to help the ODP, right? So that's how the mentors were assigned by Mr. Coleman. <clears throat> well, we leave, uh, we were in Palo Alto at that time in Stanford. We leave and um, Randy said, okay, I'll be in touch with you. We'll go over some stuff. So fair enough, right? I'm whatever you, I'm, I'm in. So get back home. He sends me an email. Hey, send me your goals. Let's talk about this. I really, you know, your, 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 this year's goals, five years from now go and 10 years from now go. I'm like, all right, great. So pound it all out. We're doing it. And so at that time in the ODP, you did um, 
you did a replay assignment, you, excuse me, you went to the respective uh, game as your mentor and you, you shadowed. So you did a half on the field and a half up in the booth, right? Okay. And so you were able to be with the crew, be with your mentor, all those things. So Randy, <laughs> we were pounding out all this data back and forth. We're emailing, we're calling. I mean, we, we literally both worked our fannies off at it. You could tell yeah. because we, we found out two years later that some mentors, mentees won't even communicate. They say something at the clinic and then crickets. And we were like, huh. <laughs> you know, I both of yeah. were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. That's, we were like killing it. So anyway, fast forward. Um, Luck would have it. I get an assignment, uh, one game, Colorado, Colorado State. <clears throat> Randy immediately, <laughs> we both celebrated. We were just so happy. It was amazing. He immediately moved his schedule to make sure he could meet me for uh, a lunch prior to the game. So Terry Layton was a referee. Mm-hmm. I go to Colorado. Randy lives in Colorado. He moved his schedule around. We sat and had a bunch of Jimmy Johns and talked about, you know, what I was about to encounter was just crazy, right? Like, well, oh, it's about to happen. It's crazy. So anyway, <laughs> fast forward uh, later on, for I think week four, he had a game at uh, San Jose. San Jose was playing Utah. And so I was able to go as a shadow and be with him and watch how, you know, he went about his work. Uh-huh. Well, uh, CFO West did not allow – uh, anyone in the replay booth. So I wasn't able to go up in, in the booth for a half, but I was able to just stay down on the field and watch Randy. Okay. So we did the, the, the pregame, watched, you know, his referee at the time was Mike Batlin, watched how Mike ran the crew, took bro over to the San Jose, stayed together, watched the game. And afterward, afterwards, we, we know, just talked about the experience and where we are off to next, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that was my mentee experience. So then the year ended and we kind of kept in touch with him. And so he said to me, he said, Gary, cause it's luck would have it. I worked center judge in the swag, side judge, field judge, and I had a referee assignment. He said, Gary, you work four different positions at a pretty high level football. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And so we just kept in touch all the way to the very end. Right. And so when the season closed out, we kind of closed the chapter on the books and then right back at it when the season started up again, just checking in with one another. So that was my experience in the work that went in with Randy and I as a mentee and mentor. Yeah. That's pretty Sorry. solid. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's good work. It is. Um, like you said, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, yeah. Well, in this case, you, you got assigned mentors, right? So assigned yes. mentors are kind of could be hit or miss, right? Sure. You can get Correct. somebody great like Correct. Randy or yep. you can get somebody that, okay. Yep. Close you off. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, yep. And so that's one way to get a mentor. And then yeah. it's the other way we talked about you seeking out one, right? You find Absolutely. somebody, um, you know, at a great place is take counsel yeah. Griffith, right? right. Uh, during those sessions where you're, um, you're not working or whatever, you're socializing with all these D one officials from across the country. Right. Um, if one, if you hit it off with one of them, right you know, exchange numbers. And then eventually maybe they'll build into a mentor mentee relationship. So. Absolutely. Dwayne, I, I would be surprised. I, I, I'd probably say to the tune of 30 to 50% of the guys have a bunch of relationships and conversations. I have no knowledge of because they exchange right. emails and phone numbers at camp and just keep it going. Yeah. Without yeah that's, a, that's a great point. Cause I'm, I'm sure with on the uh, Tate council Griffith website, does it have, all your clinicians 
um, that, that show up every year on there? Yeah, well, we, do, we did an app last year, Tyler, and yeah. we shared all the clinicians. And then when they get there, usually Chris would always put out this, you know, book that was just amazing that had all their, you know, their information, who they right. were. Moving forward, we'll probably do another app, something along the lines where they okay. can just click and have all the information they need to get in sure. contact with Yeah, because yeah. like my point is if, if you know you're, you're registered to go to Take Counsel Griffith this year, you know, yeah. take a peek at who's going to be there you know, uh, clinicians wise, and maybe you start doing some research on, or if maybe you already know them and, and see what kind of work they do. And if that work that they do kind of catches your eye and, and it feels like it's right, you know, like right where you want. I always like to say this, if I want what you have, I got to go to you to get it because I don't know how to get it. You do. So yeah. I'm going to come, come to you. And maybe that person on that website that, that you've seen work on Saturday or Thursday night or whatever. Hey, that's a start to maybe go, uh, you know, yeah. get the guts up to, to go introduce yourself and say, Hey, I like, like, I like how you work. Can we, can we talk for a few minutes and then see where that goes? Absolutely. Tyler, we were, so as luck would have it, I worked basketball here in town. Preston Clippers, my signer uh-huh. and Preston put me and Charles Merchant on, uh, on a game. <laughs> and we, on national championship game, we both, we all looked at this like, that was stupid. Why did I accept that? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we were able to finish the game and get uh-huh. get to uh to BJ's by halftime, and I can I, I I remember clear as day there was a play in the game, and I looked and I said that's Clay Renard, and both uh, Charles Merchant and Preston looked at me and said, "Oh, that's Clay," and the way they said it, it was just amazing. It felt yeah. so great because they yeah. knew him on a personal level, right? More so than who, you know? Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. And so um, just kind of getting back to what you said about talking to guys, um, Tyler, you're just, you know, um, going to uh, going to guys rather than them coming to you. Um, here's this little secret. Yeah. Right. And it's the premise of this, sh- this show, actually. Right. Yeah. Officials love talking to other officials. Yeah. They love talking about officiating mm-hmm. and they who else are they going to talk to officiating about than other officials? Right. And so if you strike up a conversation, you'll be surprised how much they want to talk. Right. So they'll yeah. open up. Yeah. And, and, and take the, cause for, for people like me that sometimes get a little bit of that anxiety of going up yeah. to meet somebody new, just throw that to the side and just go for it and, and chat okay. with these people. Cause Dwayne's right. They want to talk football and they want to make other people better. That's why they do this. That's why they're there. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. It wouldn't be right. there if we wasn't right. for that. So, before we finish this up, I wanted to say one thing to Gary. Gary, Gary, I worked one game with Gary at a D3 level for four or five years ago. I can't remember what it was. And Gary came to the game with this really nice scouting report that he called, I think it was Tale of the Tape, if I, if I remember, yeah, remember my I correct. think so. And uh, ever since then, Gary shared, me, shared with me that Excel spreadsheet that he developed or he got from somebody else. I don't know. I didn't ask the backstory, but I have used that every week since then. And it has been a great tool for me to get into the next upcoming game. Um, I know it's helped other officials on my crews because I just share it. If they look at it, great. If they don't, they don't because I'm getting the benefit of doing all the research, but I wanted to thank Gary for that because um, he provided me with that. Um, 
and I still use it and it's, it's really made me better. And so I wanted to personally thank you again. I think I said, thank you the day you <laughs> sent it to me like five years ago, but um, I'm still using it, Gary. And it's, uh, and it's been a great tool and I suggest everybody have something like that to get ready for games and stuff like that. So thank you again, Gary. You're welcome. Out of sight, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, the, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Wayne, what else? You got anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just thank you again, Gary. A lot of good uh, information uh-huh. in this uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, appreciate you coming back on. And I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point to talk some other topics. So uh, we appreciate you. And I'm, I'm, I'm guarantee real quick that yeah. If you went back and listened to that one we did way back when, <laughs> it sounds so much better. <laughs> than this one, yeah. We were just trying to figure out what we were doing back then. So um, yeah. it was great for you to do that. So, Gary, thanks again for swinging on and chat with us again. We really, really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm humbled and honored, guys. I'm really proud of you. Keep up yeah. the good work. I'm just, just so excited about you guys. And when I say Rule 11, it's the same kind of concept. It's a household name now. So. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Gary. So number two was better quality than number one. Yeah, definitely. But not much different because Gary was great the first time. So yep. um, it was good to hear a little story about um, Mr. Griffith and, and, and all he did for football and, 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 uh, and yeah. the, you know, his community. Um, so it was nice to hear that story. I didn't, I mean, I, I knew him. I didn't, I have never met him. I might have, I, I don't remember. It was yeah. so long ago when I went to, to, to Tate and I didn't know, really know anybody but Gary yeah. at the time. So, uh, it was nice to hear some of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's got, it's good. They're honoring them, honoring him with the, uh, name change of the camp. And then, um, and just good to hear from Gary and yeah. his, his, how he's doing and, um, some of, his, some of his insights. Yeah. yeah. So, and you, yeah. You, yeah. You guys still dialed in every Sunday? Um, probably not right now. Yeah. Just a little break. Okay. Um, okay. but yeah. All right. Um, let's see what else. Um, so take council Griffith, great camp, um, bang for your buck. Oh yeah. There's uh, no, no, check it out. Better. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have their website and all that stuff linkable from our, from our website. If you need to. Yeah. It's there, there it's now. In that, it's in that, uh, clinic uh, page, clinic page. So. Yep, officiating training link there at the top, go. so okay. check it out. So, anything for the good of the order to finish this thing out for today? Uh, no, that's it. I think uh, we're on to the next one. Okay. All right, Dwayne, we'll uh, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, thanks.